I will okay. not fall into the Max Jones trap. I will not do it until it happens. <laughs> I promise. I don't think anybody wants to. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chowick alongside PJ Clark, Tay Sigworth, and Nick Miriam. So we're all broke college students. So how we can make money off this NFL draft is by betting on it. So we brought in an expert, Ariel Epstein, the quote-unquote prop queen host on Sports Grid, sponsored by FanDuel, also on SiriusXM, MSG Networks, and the Mightier 1090. Ariel, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. I love reuniting with Syracuse people. And also, I know you guys probably took the end of the school year. You need mm-hmm. new ways to make money because you're just at the point where you've gone out too much and had too much pizza <laughs> at night. It's about that time to start coming home with a little bit more cash. You don't want to find a job. Don't want to find a job. Just no. make money by betting on the draft. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I wanted to ask you really quick before we get into our, our best picks for this draft. How do you even like handicap an event like this where it's not like a game where it's, you know, it's determined during the game. Like people kind of know like who's going to be taken where, how do you handicap such a like subjective event like this? It's really tough. And the odds makers will tell you the exact same thing. They find bet they find booking the draft extremely difficult. Now you have to really look at how everything moves from when the odds come out to where they are right now. The week of the draft is nearly impossible. The, perk of betting the draft is you can find a lot of holes in the market. Usually if you're betting on just a game, let's just say, and this is in my head because this game's tonight, the Hawks and the Pistons. The Pistons had the line at seven and a half, their home underdogs, and it moved four and a half to four and a half. So in the Pistons favor. Now, when you're doing that, there's no hole. You just say, oh, okay. So I might just take the points with the Pistons. Fine. Well, in the draft, there's holes. For example, you can find a draft position story of the day today. Justin Fields moves from three and a half, to eight and a half. If your draft position is eight and a half, let's say it's juiced to the under on Justin Fields at minus two thirty. But you can also find a match bet where Justin Fields is up against, let's just say, a different quarterback in Kyle Trask. Random, but this is a hypothetical. Let's just say you think, well, Justin Fields is definitely going before Kyle Trask. Let's just say that the odds are minus 112 aside, which isn't the case. I think it's uh, here. I'm going to get you guys the exact bet because I am blanking. So it was Justin Fields and Trey Lance, the North Mm. Dakota State quarterback. Both of them are in a match bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 112 aside. So you could say either Justin Fields or Trey Lance are going to go first. Which one? You only have to lay minus 112. Whereas if you want to bet the under eight and a half for draft position on Justin Fields, you're laying minus 230. Well, if you say, well, I think that Trey Lance is going after Justin Fields, then I would rather place that bet at minus 112 as opposed to betting the minus 230 on Justin Fields under. So there are a variety of things to bet. I'm I'm sure we're going to cover a, a bunch of it in our best bets here, but when you look at a board, like something for, for a draft like this, where are you trying to target? Are you trying to do those player matchups or are you doing these team p- team picks, just throwing darts at a board or, or player over-unders? Where do you kind of focus in on? A little bit of everything. It depends on how much juice. I have my co-host, Jared Smith. He bet, I think like a minus 200, he got it at for over four and a half wide receivers. Now it's at minus 290. 
I like a lot of those markets where you can bet overs or unders on the certain position group. You could bet over under. I hope soon it'll come out because it did last year on how many players come out of each conference. You can also bet on if this if the player is going to be offensive or defensive for whichever team they list to draft. I like a lot of those because a lot of the times you can find an even money bet and you could say, well, minus 110 for the Carolina Panthers to draft an offensive or defensive player. I really think they're going to go defensive or I really think they're going to go offensive and you can bet one of those. That's why the match bets are fun too. I think I found a lot more value on the match bets than I did elsewhere. For example, and I know we'll go through best bets, but one of my favorite bets on the match bets is to have the Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman to go before Kadarius Tony. Bateman's the Minnesota receiver, Tony out of Florida. It's minus 134 for Bateman. I think he's going as the fourth receiver in this draft, max fifth, but I think he'll be the fourth. So I would rather take Rashad Bateman minus 134 as opposed to saying, yeah, I think over under for draft position, or I think he's going to go to this particular team. I just think Bateman's the better wide receiver than Tony. So I'm going to lay that minus 134 instead. There are a lot of different markets I look at for me. Like I mentioned before, I just look at where those holes are in the market and I try to attack those. So I wanted to ask you, so we obviously cover the draft from like what we would do. And like we rank the players on how good we think they are. Um, so we look at these lines right now. And obviously the big storyline is Mac Jones potentially going third. And we all do not like Mac Jones as the third quarterback. Should we kind of like throw our personal opinions aside and say, okay, now we actually really got to look at it from what they think. Um, so how much do you think of it is common sense and how much do you think of it is like, listen to the reports because um, a lot of it are smokescreen. So how much do you try to look at the reports um, in this whole draft process? Zero, zero. <laughs> I looked at them maybe a month ago. I would, I trust what happened a month ago more than I trust what's happening this week. Anything that comes out this week, out the window. Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't care. I went through this last year. Everything was false. It's just doesn't make, now the only thing is with Justin Fields moving from three and a half to eight and a half, that makes me think Vandal's really taking it seriously. Last year, a draft position moved by maybe one. It doesn't move by five. Otherwise, if I see a draft position move by one, the way that Trey Lance did, he moved from seven and a half down to six and a half. Okay, that's not a big deal to me. I'm not going to take any story seriously. In fact, those markets that everyone's talking about, I'm not betting. I'm not betting that third pick in the draft. Are you crazy? Absolutely not. I don't know what San Francisco's doing. I've heard actually that there's rumors they might even like a tight end. Why on earth am I going to bet which quarterback this franchise likes? I don't know. I don't know if the general manager and the head coach agree. I don't know if they're even going to draft a quarterback. I mean, I just have no interest in that third pick. It's very tough to figure out who's going to draft who. So those kind of team markets don't always intrigue me. Now, what might intrigue me, again, finding a hole in the market, you look at the New York Giants on the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can bet on who they're going to pick first. I think Devontae Smith could go at three to one to the Giants because the odds are telling me that Jalen Waddell is going to be the second receiver taken after Jamar Chase. If that's the case, then I think that either the Lions, the Panthers, I think any of those teams inside the top 10 can go draft another wide receiver after Chase goes. Devontae Smith's draft position's 11 and a half. The Giants are 11. You can either bet Devontae Smith to go under 11 and a half at plus 180, 
or you can get Devontae Smith going to the Giants at 11 at three to one. That's why I think there's better value on Smith going to the Giants at 11 than there would be to go under 11 and a half. So you referenced some of your uh, your favorite bets already. So what are your three bets that you think everyone should be laying money on this weekend? Oh, boy. The first one is definitely Bateman over Tony minus 134. I think that that is that's probably my best bet of the draft. Initially, I bet Smith to go under 11 and a half. That is one of my bets. And I got that about a couple of weeks ago it was the first bet I placed. Here's the thing. When you start placing bets early, you realize how many better markets start to come out eventually. So I also do like for uh, Smith to go to the Giants at three to one. So those are three. But if you don't mind laying juice, I think over four and a half wide receivers go. I also think for a really fun value bet, you can go over five and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. It's in plus money. I think it's plus 460. I think that's probably my most fun bet of the draft is over five and a half quarterbacks. Someone brought this to my attention today. I totally forgot about this. If you're a first round pick, you sign a five-year deal. Mm. A lot of teams who are in the second round, yeah, there's not a huge difference between the front of the second round or the back of the first round, there could be teams that want a quarterback and potentially lock up a quarterback for those five years. They might come out of that second round and come into the end of the first round just so they can do just that. And that's why I think that maybe over five and a half quarterbacks in the first round is a good play plus 460. It's fun. So those are the bets that you should definitely listen to because she's the expert. But PJ, start us off. What are your what are your three favorite bets heading yeah. into the weekend? Okay. So uh <laughs> as the resident degenerate of of this podcast i i have a lot more than three but if i had to narrow it down so i'm i'm locking it up best bet elijah vera tucker under 16 and a half uh that i i don't i don't get that that line really at, at all to me um he's a top 15 player on my board i i think 16 is probably the floor i could see the cardinals taking him there i don't know if he even gets past minnesota i think that honestly is his floor at 14 16 and a half i i think that's two and a half too high um then I, I am going to fall into the trap of the San Francisco bet. The Mac Jones over three and a half at, at plus 205. Um, it's better than betting Trey Lance. You mentioned finding the markets. Trey Lance is plus 195 to be the third pick. And Mac Jones over three and a half is plus 205. So I found the market. I do believe Kyle is not going to go rogue and take Mac Jones. So I will bet the Trey Lance on the over Mac Jones side. Uh, and then this one is is really simple, but Jalen Waddle top ten yes is even money at plus one hundred. Mm. I I, I, I just I I think that's pretty much a layup. I think he's the pick at six for Miami. So those would be my three. I like that. All right, I guess I'll give my three now. Uh, noted, not degenerate, but you know I'll take my draft advice and, and go Another. for it. Plus one sixty five safeties under point uh, five. I I really don't. I can't say for sure that there's going to be one that goes in the first round. I think maybe Trayvon Morg sneaks in in the late parts of the first round, but that's like kind of a, a crapshoot and might not even happen. So at plus 165, I would take that. Um, second one, I'm going JC Horn Eagles pick plus 280. I know we're talking about, you know, don't fall into, don't get into the minds of the team here. Um, but I don't know. I, I think Sertan's going to be gone before that. Wide receiver would be an option. Maybe even Parsons. I've said that a couple of times, but. I don't know. I'm hearing some inklings. I'm, I'm listening to the reports, I guess, not following our Ariel's advice. But uh, JC Horn it's plus okay two. It's okay to follow reports and mock drafts. Just don't let it be the sole purpose for making those bets. 
I will okay. not fall into the Max Jones trap. I will not do it until it happens. I promise. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to. Um, and then my my third bet, I'm going uh, kind of the wide receiver parlay type thing. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, then Rashad Bateman in that order, plus 340. Like it. Uh, the buzz seems to be Waddle over Smith. It's probably just because of the Smith's uh, size concerns. And Bateman is my preferred wide receiver for on my big board. I think he does go for Tony. But also, I think plus three, four, I think that is a very real possibility. All right. I'm also not like PJ and that I don't degenerately gamble like he does. But, you know, we had to lay down some for this episode. So here we go. We'll take one from PJ. First CB, JC Horn, plus 170. Big. He's already said he's yeah, a fan that's of that on, on my show. card. I've told people to bet that since November. I'm already in on that. <laughs> I've it. been in on that. So just just follow, follow the trail from there. Nick, I'm I, proud of you. I can't read who teams prefer Horn or Sertan. In my opinion, the evaluation for the two of them is somewhat similar. You've got one who might be, you know, has better film at least the last year. The other one, yeah, played at Alabama, has more experience, maybe is more athletic. But I just, I could very easily see someone going Horn. I think just value-wise taking that bet makes sense. Uh, second bet, Giants plus 900 to take Quiddy Pay. I was kind of surprised that he was really low down on their list there. Um, just because Gettleman, we've already, and again, I'm listening to reports and I know we talked about this, but we've heard that they might be thinking about trading down to get an edge player. And we know how much Gettleman loves those pass rushers. Quiddy Pay is prototypical type of guy. He likes those big athletic edge players. And I think I would not be surprised if they just sat at 11 there and took Pay. And I think the value there, once again, is great. I would love to throw some money down on that. And the final one that we're going to have some fun with, just like Tate, we did the, uh, the order thing, but for running backs. And this one was really low down the list was Najee, then Javante Williams, and then uh, Travis Etienne is the first three running backs plus 2,900. Um, oh boy. Which I, 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 that seems like great value because I, I think Najee is going to be the first running back uh, on our show. I've already talked about how much I'm not a big fan of Najee, but I do think he's going to be the first back off the board. And then all it takes is for a team in the second round to go, we'd rather have a power back than a pass catching back and to take Javante over Travis Etienne. And I guarantee you Etienne's a third back off the board after that. So I, that, that value looked great to me. That's a, that is a, that's a good 2900, one. Yeah. 2,900. Throw a couple that's bucks on that. Yeah. <laughs> I might do that Here's too. the thing that I've been hearing a lot of too in the last few weeks. Travis Etienne, although he was great in the ACC, great for Clemson, scored a ton of touchdowns they weren't overly impressed with him as a legitimate running back. They were more concerned about how he'll translate to the NFL level. And I could see that you're not up against great defense in, in the ACC, especially in the last few years. So I could see why maybe you could say, well, you know, even though you've got UNC's Javante Williams, he is a lot more versatile than ETN is. And Najee Harris, he does, he does fit the NFL mold. I think that's why, He's going to go first. It's just crazy because ETN a couple of years ago was for sure the best running back in college mm -hmm. football. But now in the last year, it's okay. Yeah. You know, he had a down 2022. I, I definitely like he was the surefire RB one. And now he's like maybe RB three, which is crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go off the Trey Lance. When I also like the Trey Lance bet PJ, the Mac Jones over three and a half. So I'm going to go off that. Uh, I'm going to go with the first four receivers drafted like Tate, except I'm going with Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, then Waddle, then Bateman. Maybe that's just no. me following my own board, Ooh. but plus 370. Yeah, boo that. Uh, boo we'll that. see. We'll see. Um, and I, I kind of like this one. I found two. First receiver, O-line, running back drafted, plus 130, Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, Najee Harris. I would be shocked if 
any of those three weren't the first of their position to be taken. Uh, and then the other one that I saw, and I thought this number is crazy high, the over-under, Jamie Newman under 164 and a half. Oh, we're going to, everybody else is going to be done on Thursday night. We're just going to be no, sitting Max, in the middle of I'm, Saturday. I'm going to be sweating out on Saturday, seeing uh, <laughs> where Jamie Newman goes. 164 and a half is like, what, fifth round we're talking yeah. about there? I think he's going to go lower than that or higher than that, excuse me. Uh, so under 164 and a half at even money, I think it's, it's really That really is good. 160. That is so many picks. That that's is a lot of, so many picks. That's a lot of non-Jamie Newman picks right there. His that's a lot of non-Jamie Newman picks. Is all I over have, the place. I, I have to pull up the, the sheet because I, I have so many documents up on my computer right now. But I do have, I think, I'll have to look for it. But I have the movement in the quarterback market that deep. It was mm-hmm. pretty crazy. There were a few moves that actually moved by a decent margin. But I, I need to find it so you, if we can hold on. But yeah, I, I feel like the Davis Mills market has totally like moved up in the last probably absolutely. week or so now that everybody mm-hmm. keeps on saying he's going to go in the first round. Yeah, and then you have these teams like, you know, we've seen it, Schrager talk about it, Tampa potentially need to add a QB because Brady's older. And then Chicago and New Orleans just feel like wild cards because they've just been making all these weird moves with the cap held their both the in. The just... to me, are the biggest wild card, especially mm-hmm. after hearing – the little smoke screen we heard today about the Patriots potentially moving up to the top 10. It wouldn't surprise me. Now it will surprise me for a second straight year. If the Patriots don't draft a quarterback, I don't know what they're waiting for. I think everyone kind of knew Cam Newton's time and prime is over for whatever reason, the Patriots still bought into cam last year and they're buying in again this year. I just don't understand it. Bill Belichick has to start molding a quarterback again because he needs to win again. If Tom Brady's back in the playoffs and the Patriots aren't for a second straight year, Belichick's going to have a tainted reputation. I think Mm. he needs to go for a a quarterback this year. The movement that I saw, by the way, you're right. Stanford's David Mills. He dropped a lot. 73 and a half draft position dropped to 68 and a half. Notre Dame's Ian Book also 219 and a half dropped to 211 and a half. Those are two of the quarterbacks. People that had get on the Joe season. Montana bandwagon, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> ready. To Joe Montana, the yeah. second under coming. 11. <laughs> That's it. That's Tate's bonus bet is under 211. Under 211. Toss that in. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Joe Montana. And also, mix. we had uh, the director of training at the Fandle Sportsbook, John Sheeran, on our show. He told us that Colorado and New Jersey could possibly see live betting opportunities for, oh, the, boy. for the first time ever. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going back to Jersey, then. I'm going back, back to Jersey. Max, Max is going to do the show from his basement in Jersey yeah. instead yeah, of Syracuse. Sorry for the live draft show, boys. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to be unemployed very soon. Uh, <laughs> stream. Ariel, I, I got to ask you. So, like, we just went through our best bets, and obviously don't bet on the teams. Are there any bets that you're like, do not even go near that bet? Um, That's a good question. I guess I always look for what bets I want to place that I forget about the ones that I don't want to place. I guess for me, um, and again, I think everyone's going to have a lot of fun with betting that third pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I just don't find any interest in it. I think that it's going to be a very, uh, I mean, it's really a pivotal point in the draft because now that we're hearing Justin Fields is potentially not going there. I think that a lot of teams might actually want to move up for Justin Fields at that point. Once we get to that third pick, a lot of people are going to try to attack Atlanta for the fourth pick also. So if anything, I would say maybe don't go for that fourth pick in the draft. Right now you have Kyle Pitts at minus 125 to go fourth overall. On FanDuel, it's not listed as Atlanta. On FanDuel, it's listed as the fourth overall pick. 
I think a lot of teams are going to make calls. I don't think Atlanta is going to go for a quarterback. I think they're comfortable with Matt Ryan. If anything, if they want to back up to Matt Ryan, a younger player, they could go and wait a little bit longer. But Matt Ryan's starting this year for Atlanta. I think the Falcons can get a player that they want. They could get a second tight end. They could get another wide receiver if they really want to trade Julio Jones. I don't believe that either. But if they really want to, they can go and wait for that. There's enough wide receivers in this draft. The Falcons also really need to work on their defense. That's been the issue. The Falcons have been losing games since the Super Bowl because their defense can't keep their offense in it. The offense isn't the problem. They have some of the best offensive players in football. I think that Atlanta could really get bought out by somebody who's dying for a quarterback at that fourth pick. I would say stay away from the fourth overall pick. Awesome. Ariel Epstein. Ariel, thanks so much for coming on. This is a blast. It was so much fun, guys. Thank you. And if anyone graduated or is graduating, congratulations. Yeah, three, <laughs> three weeks. But every quarter, weeks. Life, quarter not, life crisis coming on Saturday coming, after coming out of the pipe. Not yet. You're round. not 25. You can't have the quarter <laughs> life crisis yet. I just had that. Ariel, uh, my diet is so bad that I don't think I'm making it to 100. So yeah, the oh, quarter I, life crisis is probably right now. Actually, don't worry. <laughs> I looked at my pictures from senior year of college, and it's mortifying. So it's fine. All right, we'll see. We'll see how I do. But thank you, Ariel. Thanks so much for coming out. This is this is awesome. Uh, so for PJ Clark, Tate Sigurd, Nick Miriam, I'm Max Chadwick. Have a great night.